0: Welcome to the Doorway to Self Podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, We will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello there, my dear, and welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel a. Gerson, and I am once again so, so excited to be back. I received a lot of really wonderful feedback from many of you after last, uh, or <laughs> the last episode. I was going to say last week's episode, the last episode. And so many of you have been reaching out to me to say thank you so much for the honesty of sharing my truth and my story in the last episode about needing to take time and space honoring the creative process and that it had inspired many of you to stop just trying to get things out there and to actually allow for the time and space for that stuff to flow through and channel through and come through. And so I want to say thank you so much, not only for reaching out if you did so, But also for giving me the grace in this change. It feels so much more aligned and so much better. So I really am appreciative of you for that. And also a thank you to you for being in alignment with yourself. If you have implemented some of those similar changes in your own life. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to yourself. For listening to the universe. For listening to what is being asked of you. And for stepping out of the human paradigm and into the new human paradigm (laughs) I'm really hoping that this is what this new earth is calling in is this ability to just flow and have the space to be able to put stuff out into the world as it's being asked of us and as it's being shown to us rather than in a way that is forced the saying goes and I've said this on here before Energy flows with the path of least resistance, and I don't know why we try to put things into the world when there's all of this force behind it, because force is resistance. So it kind of dampens the energy that's there anyways. I also want to give a big shout out to all of you who have reached out to me in the last several weeks with stories of your psychic experiences or experiencing your own abilities or whatever it is I've gotten some really cool messages like people saying that uh, they've had clairgustant experiences and they never knew that that was actually a thing before that psychic taste didn't know that that was actually a thing and they started actually listening to it and, and speaking to their clients about it and being spot on about, um, you know, things that they were allergic to that they shouldn't have been eating or, you know, whatever it was, things like that. So thank you so much to you if you have reached out with a story of yours. And of course, I am all ears if you want to send me a message or something. With a quick story. I might have to do an episode here just sharing people's stories. I would absolutely love to do that. So if you want to share your story in that episode, I would be so grateful if you would share that with me so that I can share it with the world. Destigmatizing psychic abilities. And speaking of destigmatization, Of course, we are in National Mental Health Awareness Month. Welcome to May. I can't believe we're already in the second week of May. That blows my mind. And I am just so, so grateful to be here recording right now amidst this energy because it is so rampant and so potent right now. We have so, so much more mental health stuff right now than we probably ever have before. And so what I wanted to talk about in this episode is trauma, because as I mentioned in the very first episode of the Doorway to Self podcast, in the psychic belief system, in the psychic approach to mental illness, I believe that The root of all mental illness stems from being disconnected to the self, being disconnected from our own essence, our own purpose, our own path. And what disconnects us from that? Because when we come into this world, we are initially connected to that. And we're connected to that for a very long time until, until trauma happens. And trauma can be something extreme. It can be something like abuse of any sort, physical, sexual, verbal, emotional, psychic. It can also be something that most people would view as, quote, small, right? Like someone telling you that you were not allowed to play with your favorite childhood toy anymore because you're too old for that now. Or someone telling you that you were too much or that you were too loud or, you know, whatever it is that made you feel small, that made you feel like you could not be yourself, you could not embody your essence in yourself. You had to disconnect in some way, shape or form. It wasn't safe for you. To be you. And so that, that is trauma. That is trauma. And the really, really beautiful thing about this time that we're in right now is that so many of us are given the time and space to be able to look back on that old trauma and to be able to work through it a little bit or a lot of it, hopefully a lot of it. Now, of course, I want to be really careful in saying that you should not be working through trauma by yourself um, if you are in too fragile a place with it still. Of course, there are several incredible tools that you can use in working with it by yourself, uh, such as movement or journaling or voice recording or meditation, things like that. But if you're wanting to do really, really deep work in this area, I definitely want to encourage you to talk to a mental health professional or to some sort of metaphysical care helper, guide, etc. Um, And I also released a video with Uh, in in collaboration with Kara McNabb she's been doing this incredible project called the Humanity Project it's on YouTube you can find it if you just search the Humanity Project and she's been interviewing uh, practitioners who are also doing master classes through this project and so she does the first part is an interview and the second part is a master class of sorts and so she invited me on to do a masterclass on how to do shadow work. And if that's something you're interested in, I would love to be able to encourage you to go look that up. Again, if you just YouTube the Humanity Project, um, Kara McNabb is the host, and it was just a really, really wonderful thing to be a part of. So for those of you who do not know what shadow work is, it is basically... The act of being able to look at the parts of yourself that make you uncomfortable, that make you kind of squirm in your pants, that you're like, ooh, I do not like that about myself, or that makes me feel ashamed, and oh, that shame is not good to feel, um, so now I'm ashamed of the shame. You know, those things, that's what shadow work is, is really picking apart those pieces, taking a deep look, deep dive into yourself, and trying to basically... Shed those layers of judgment, shed those layers of parts of ourselves that we dislike through acknowledging them and through understanding them and then taking lessons from those things that we're shedding. And so it's a really in-depth process. It's really, really integral and beautiful to the work of being able to come back to your purest essence, because truly it's those things that are hiding in the shadows that are really stopping us from embodying our essence, which then, guess what? Oh, hey, what's the root of all mental illness? Not being connected to our essence. So in, you know, in essence, ha, 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 um, being connected to our shadows, um, or or I should say, having a blind spot to our shadows or or shoving them under the rug as though they don't exist, is perpetuating our mental illness or our sim- symptoms of mental illness. And it's keeping us ultimately from mental health, and it's keeping us from being able to be in alignment with ourselves and with purpose. And as long as you're doing the work, then you're stepping more into alignment with purpose. And that's exactly what we want, right? And more into health. <laughs> so that's a bonus. Um, so, you know, a lot of you who are astrology nerds out there also know that um, a lot of planets are going retrograde right now. We have Saturn, which is the planet of lessons, and Jupiter, which is the planet of success, and Venus, which is the planet of passion, And so when a planet goes retrograde, basically what that means for us is that its magnetic pull on the earth is asking us to slow down. It's asking us to take a deeper look at those things that the planets represent essentially. And so when we take a look at those things, we're really slowing down into this time of looking at our purpose. Would you look at that? And looking at our purpose through the lens of learning lessons, through the lens of fine-tuning ourselves. And so right now, truly, in this time of all of these planets going retrograde, and by the way, if you want to learn more about that, you can head over to to doraytoself.com slash blog. Just click on the latest article of May Energy, and you'll be able to scroll down to the planets and find those there. I can put the link in the show notes. You know, through this time of those planets retrograde and quarantine on top of that and basically the entire toppling apocalypse (laughs) that we're in right now currently as humanity and the earth are rebuilding themselves, there is seriously no better time to look within and do the work. You know, people are complaining so much about needing to um, be bored right now or needing to be essentially imprisoned in their own homes. And I think a lot of the source of that is this fear of, if I'm in prison in my own home, it means I'm imprisoned prison in myself, right? And so how can we take that and turn it around? You have an entire world living inside of you. You can travel wherever you want, wherever you want, without even going anywhere. And this is the work that I'm talking about. And so I want to talk about this different these different layers of trauma that need to be worked through in order to be able to come more into alignment with your energy with yourself and therefore ultimately with your mental health. And it's going to be messy and it's going to be icky. And there are going to be a lot of things that come up that are going to be painful and hard and gross. But it's so worth it on the other side. And if I'm not a living, shining example, I don't know who is. I don't say that because I'm egoic. I say that because, holy crap, what I've gone through is hard. It's so hard. You know, people see my story and they think, oh, wow, she recovered from bipolar disorder. You never hear that. This is magical. And it is magical. It is magical. And to think about all the people who have also been helped by that story is magical. But the trenches that needed to be dipped into and ripped apart through that process, that was not magical. Or it was, but in a really ugly sense of the word. It's hard work. I'm not going to deny that. That's why people are crawling out of their skins right now. Because literally everything in the universe is forcing us to go within. And if you have never gone within before, whoo, that's painful. That's painful. Because most people who have never gone within before, and yes, I am speaking from experience... It means they're disconnected from themselves and potentially in a big way. And so when we turn around and we come back into ourselves, there is going to be some pain there because you are going to feel all of the neglect that you have given yourself. And oh my goodness, that is hard. That is really hard to know that you've neglected yourself for a year or five years or maybe even a whole lifetime almost. That is hard. And it's okay for it to be hard. It's okay for it to be painful and angering and frustrating and shameful and uncomfortable. It's okay for it to be all of those things. So let's talk about these different layers of trauma that we can start to uncover. So I'm going to start with the small, or not smallest, but the closest one to home, and that would be literally in the home. <laughs> literally in the home. Right? What did you experience as a child growing up? What did you experience? How are you supposed to act? Right? Who are you supposed to be for your family or family members or guardians or whomever it was? What kind of loss did you experience as a child? How did that affect you? Did that make you feel unsafe being in your being? I want to take a direct pause right now to say if this is too much and too triggering for you to listen to, Please take a moment and put it down and maybe go contact a mental health care professional and set up a session because again, this work should not be done alone. And I want to also reiterate, even though I've said it in other episodes, I am not a licensed mental health care professional. I don't count. (laughs) At least not for another like three months here. Okay. Hmm. Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. I feel you. So looking at those things, like I said in the beginning of this episode, looking at those things that we need to uncover, when were you told that you were too much or too little? How did that make you feel? How did you find yourself squashing down your essence inside of you? Or letting it fly outside your head. And then looking at those pieces. So that's layer one. Okay. Layer two. We've got the ancestral trauma. There is something that has been studied now for the last, oh, I don't know decade or so maybe even more recently than that it's called epigenetics epigenetics is the study of ancestral trauma this is a scientifically studied thing it's a psychologically studied thing and basically the results are such that they have begun to prove and actually well past begun they have proven that trauma lives in the bodies of our of our descendants Okay, So what they've done is they've studied folks who survived the Holocaust. They have studied folks who have survived famine, um, folks who were in the Great Depression, etc. They have studied their children and their grandchildren to find that they had in their everyday waking life without having ever experienced any trauma like those things that they were having trauma responses that were similar to those things. And this even lives in people who were adopted, who had zero connection to their lineage that were involved in those things. They were still exhibiting these natural trauma responses without having had lived through that trauma. And... So they started actually even picking apart some of the DNA and looking in there and they found that there is actually pre there is actually a genetic predisposition for trauma response. Which of course then manifests as anxiety or depression, or it can. Now I'm not telling you this because oh no, now you're stuck with this, right? If your grandparent or parent and it does live, um, they've proven two generations. Um, although there's been talk about seven generations, it takes seven generations for any given cell to leave the body or something like that. If you know, if you have this predisposition, you're not screwed. Okay, I want to make that really, really clear. You're not screwed. You're not, you know, less than or anything like that. It just means that you have been given actually a gift. Now, some of you listening to this might be very confused by that. Why is that a gift? How is that a gift? Well, let me tell you why. Because You have been given the gift to be able to shed that. And before you shed it, to be able to do the work on it. And to then come out an even more evolved human. See, here's the thing about shadow work is that we don't give it enough credit, I don't think, for being the parts that help us to find the gold. I look at shadows as the handle of a flashlight. The handle's dark. And when you wrap your hands around it, and you push the button at the end, everything shines suddenly. Our shadows hold light within them. If we learn how to handle them properly. If you have predisposition in you for ancestral trauma, you have the ability to heal that. I just completed my internship at an addiction inpatient and outpatient center here in Grand Rapids. It was really a remarkable experience. And one of the things that was so incredibly powerful to witness is the humans who came in to this space, who were doing the work on themselves and telling stories about their parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles who were also alcoholics or drug users who had not, they were not able to heal from the disease. And here these folks were, who were directly doing the work, directly lifting up the sod to find all of the worms wriggling underneath. Oh my goodness, was that powerful. We have that ability, every single one of us, you, if you are listening to this, you have the ability to heal the trauma of your ancestors. You have the ability to say. This is not mine. I do not need to carry this. And it might take work. And it might take time. I'm going to give you an example from my own family. We have control issues. <laughs> we have a lot of control issues. And on both sides. I really see it on both sides. I know my um maternal grandfather I can see it in him I saw it in his mother before she passed I was very young I was only four when she passed but I've heard the stories you know that control right there maternal great-grandmother down to grandfather down to mother down to me and maternal grandmother and down to mother and down to me Right. And both in completely different ways. Flip side of the family. My father's father. Who? Yeah. And my father's mother, from what I heard of her, I never met her. But I heard she was very, she had her own control issues as well. I'm using this example because... While it's personal, it's also something that I feel is incredibly universal. I think, you know, I think that control issues are actually um, something we're that most people are genetically predisposed to at this point. And of course, this could be an argument of nature versus nurture and all of that stuff. And of course, nurture does have a lot to do with it. I know I picked up a lot of my control stuff from my parents and observing them in the household growing up um, and even as a young adult. But also, there is that genetic predisposition. There is that genetic conditioning and it runs in bloodlines you know i'm not saying this to be you know uncouth or anything but i i'm just to be matter of fact it is um there is a predisposition for control and for anxiety in people who have jewish bloodlines that is three quarters of what makes me up and the other order the other quarter that i'm made up of comes from matriarchical England you know in the matriarchy there is so much control so many control issues right this doesn't look the right way or this needs to look exactly right or um, you know needing to control what's happening in the population or you know things like that so basically I'm a hundred percent predisposed for all of those issues the anxiety the control right So we learn, we learn not only from our parents' behaviors and our grandparents' behaviors, but also from our DNA. And we have the ability to say no to that. Now, there can also be the argument made that that's societal conditioning. We are all societally conditioned to want to be in control of everything around us. And that's also true. And so that also would then leak into the DNA, right? So anything that our society goes through, the things I mentioned as some of the big traumas that were studied in the epigenetics research were the Holocaust or the Great Depression or a famine. Guess what? If we don't handle our crap within ourselves of how we are facing COVID-19 guess what's getting passed on to our children or our children's children if you're somebody who chooses to have kids yeah exactly any trauma that you're experiencing during this time if you do not clear it and so that therein brings me to the next layer of this is it is your job To clear your trauma in this lifetime so that you don't then pass it on. And whatever you clear in yourself automatically gets cleared in the generations after you as well. And in the generations before you. It is unbelievable to me as I have been doing this work on control over the last years and years and years. How every bit of it that I heal for myself or let go of for myself. How it unwinds another layer for my family members. I don't have children, so I'm talking about people who came before me. I'm watching everyone do deeper work. And I'm not taking responsibility for that. I'm not going, oh wow, this is me. That's not the point of this. It's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because it has power. It's unbelievable to me how many people stepped into our addiction treatment place and said, when I came in to get treatment, you know, after I came in to get treatment three weeks ago, my daughter, who's also suffering from addiction, decided to go get treatment as well. Or my father or my uncle or whomever it is. My point is, is that we are all interconnected and especially those of us who share dna when we heal our own dna when we heal our own beings we are helping others to heal as well we are literally unwinding the systems of webs that are holding us together in certain ways in certain fashions in certain forms that is powerful whoa. Holy cow is that powerful. So that's the next layer. So layer one things that are close to us those traumas that happen in early childhood or actually throughout our lives in general that are very personal things that people have said to us or done to us that have triggered us in some way shape or form to abandon ourselves step two that ancestral trauma that stuff we had no control over no pun intended to begin with that we now can take the reins back on if we choose to if we choose to do that deeper work of unwinding all of that okay layer three is the societal stuff the systemic stuff right So herein we're talking about systemic sexism, systemic racism, systemic religious priority, systemic gender bias. I mean, there are so many things. So depending on who you are as an individual cultural petri dish, as we all are, You're also going to have all of those things that society has handed down to you as well, saying you cannot be XYZ because that's societally incorrect, right? That is less than. That is um, not allowed. That is something to be ashamed of. That is something to make you feel like you cannot fully embody your essence. And then we wonder, huh. And then we wonder why my, minorities of any status, race, religion, sex, sexuality, gender identity, whatever, have the highest rates of mental illness. If that does not spell that out for you right now, I don't know what does. I don't know what does. Okay. We've got all of those layers. Of course, if you believe in reincarnation, there are then past lives to root through as well. And that would be the next layer after that. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole in this episode because I feel like I gave you guys a chunk to chew on just now, okay? So we have those three main layers. What's closest to you? What happened to you individually? Ancestral trauma, systemic trauma. I think that's enough to start working through for now, don't you? (laughs) And you might run into things that hit every single layer. So again, coming back to my control, right? I felt like I did not have control over anything in my household growing up. And I felt afraid because I felt like I didn't have control. Boom. Shadow number one. I became a control freak because of that. And also, layer two, because it's in my bloodline. And also, layer three, because that's what the system told me I needed to do. And also, layer four, because... There's a lot of past life crap that surrounds control issues for me as well. So I've got it all down the line. And that's what I'm saying is you might have a shadow. And this is why I'm giving you the layers here. Because it's important to work back through those layers. To recognize where it lives in everything. In everything. And to heal every single one of those layers. Whether you're the, whether you're doing that through verbal processing with a therapist, or you're doing it through somatic work, or you're doing—I mean, I have, ah, oh, just this beautiful practice. I I love it so so deeply. Where I do movement work in the morning, and what I mean by that, I do a combination of um, ecstatic dance and myofascial unwinding and um, stretching and headbanging, moshing, I don't care, whatever it is that whichever, which way my body needs to move in. And a lot of that time it's just to, you know, get me back in my body and move things through and all of that. I kind of talked about it on the grounding episode a little bit, but when I'm in really intensive shadow work, a lot of the time I'll actually utilize that practice to literally unwind things from my being, unwind those genetic predispositions or those systemic predispositions from my being and doing that energy work and allowing that old to flow through and be rooted and grounded and transmuted in the core of the earth to then come back up through me as something new, as something different, as healing, as wholeness as grace, as acceptance. Oh, yeah. This is the big work, guys. This is the big work. All right. I'm going to wrap up this episode now. Um, Of course, if you have any questions, the next Q&A is May 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern. It's a Sunday, I believe. And that will be on Facebook and Instagram live at Self. Please give me a follow or a like if you haven't already. And you can always check that out whether you have questions or not. If you want to send something anonymously beforehand, of course, you can always email me self at gmail.com um, or you can DM or PM, PM me on Facebook or Instagram. That's also appropriate. Um, and yeah, so I look forward to seeing you then, hearing from you then. And uh, one quick and final thing before we go, I am incredibly, incredibly excited to tell you that the Journey Apprenticeship Program now is open and accepting applications once again. I'm just wrapping up with the second apprentice right now. Oh, this person is so powerful. Oh my gosh. Just the work we've done together has been ridiculously amazing. And I'm so, so grateful. So, so grateful. And I cannot wait to see <laughs> who decides to turn the key to themselves next in my loving hands. So if that's something you're interested in, dorytoself.com and... Um, there's a little banner at the top that'll alert you. That'll say, "Ah, the Journey Apprenticeship Program is now open. Click here to find out more or something along those lines. And you can go there and apply. There is an application. You submit it. And then we will have a 30-minute free consultation, um, and just make sure we are both the right fit for each other for this program. Um, all of the information that you need is on that page. So. Anyways, if you're interested, I would absolutely, absolutely love to encourage you to apply. I have so much unlimited and unconditional love for every single one of you listening to this right now. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful two weeks. Know that you are loved. Know that you are held. And if you took nothing away from this episode... Oh my goodness, I really hope you take away that you should embody every single part of your essence because you deserve to. Because power deserves to be given to your being and not to the trauma that you have experienced. I love you. Take care of yourself. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day.